So here we are, we're standing in Lerick Arbour and I've got the reserve manager here for NOS. So I'm just going to ask you to introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Ewan Brown and I'm one of the operations officers here in Shetland. So you can just uh, describe where we're standing in a wee bit more detail so that listeners can get a feel for the place. Um, yeah, so we're standing just outside the SNH office here in Lerwick, which has a splendid view over Lerwick Harbour. We're standing on the Esplanade and I don't know where the listeners will be at here in the background, but there's uh, a load of noisy common terns flying around at the moment. The terns are uh, um, just arrived from their uh, southerly wintering grounds. The Arctic terns, which uh, also you see feeding along the Esplanade here, um, they really are the harbingers of summer in, in Shetland. When they arrive, we know summer has finally arrived. They tend to arrive the second week in May. Um, but yeah, as you can see, you have a splendid view across Lerwick Harbour over to the island of Bresse. And um, this is the view we have from our office. We're very lucky. We have wildlife literally on our doorstep. And we've seen some fantastic things, including killer whales, humpback whales, and uh, various uh, rare birds. So yeah, we're very lucky, really. Well, what, what um, listeners won't appreciate is how bright the sun is shining this morning as well. And it's an absolute glorious morning here um, in Shetland. And just in front of us here, Ewan, there's a, a boat coming across. So um, just tell us a little bit about um, the transport here and where the boat is going. Yeah, so that's one of the inter-island ferries. Um, Shetland is made up of a no number of inhabited islands which are served by inter-island ferries. This particular one um, plies Lerwick Harbour and goes between Lerwick and the island of Bresse and in fact, or Bresse as it's sometimes pronounced in Shetland. Um, we will be getting on that very shortly um, and heading over across to the island of Bresse um, and then taking the three mile journey across the island. It will become increasingly more remote and wild as we head across Bresse. The, it's the eastern side uh, sorry the western side of the island that tends to be the populated side and as you go further east it becomes more remote and then finally you get to the Noss car park and you get a splendid view over Noss Sound to the island of, of Noss where we're going to be heading today. Okay so we're excited about that and um, Noss of course is a national nature reserve um, and it's very highly regarded and highly visited as well for um, folk that come to Shetland. But what can we expect when we get to Nos? So yeah, a visit to Nos really is a, a, an adventure. Um, it starts off with uh, heading down to the, the shores of Nos Sound, which is uh, quite a remarkable um, place in itself. It's lovely sort of turquoise, um, shallow sandy bottom. So it has this beautiful tropical turquoise, uh, particularly when the sun's shining like today. Um, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll wait there and the wardens will come and pick us up in their Zodiac inflatable and we'll uh, go across a uh, short crossing across Noss Sound. Uh, then we'll be welcomed by the wardens, taken to the information centre and given an introductory talk where they'll tell us um, about uh, what we're likely to see, uh, the route to take to avoid um, any disturbance to wildlife and also important safety information. Um, and then we'll set off on our, our hike up uh, around Nos, which uh, is, uh, you have a sort of gradual climb up to the cliffs. The cliffs are on the eastern side of the island. It's a, it's a wedge shape, so it starts off at sea level and rises steeply to uh, the Noop, which is the 600 foot cliff. 
Um, and as we walk around, we'll see some interesting wildlife on the way. But the real highlight is when you uh, sort of um, reach the cliffs and suddenly the, the uh, mighty Noop Cliff looms into view with its stunning seabird colonies. That's great, Ian. Well, we're um, really looking forward to seeing that and hopefully capture something of that um, on this recording. Um, the boat has arrived, so we better make haste. So, Ian, we've travelled across Bressy. I know I've got that pronunciation wrong. Um, and uh, we're at a car park here and um, you can hear skylarks singing in the background and it's an absolute beautiful day this side of Bressy as well and we're looking over onto Nos. Um, just describe the view from this vantage point. Yeah, so we're here at the Nos car park on the east side of Bresse and we're looking down uh, to Nos Sound um, on this beautiful day. The sea's very calm, so it should be a fine crossing. And we're looking over to the Isle of Nos, uh, which rises steeply from the flat uh, western side of the island, very steeply up to the point up there that we can see, which is the Noop, the other side of that, which we'll discover later. Uh, there's a 600-foot drop, and which is encrusted with um, a big um, seabird colony, including um, numerous gannets and, and other species. And just give the listeners a bit, bit more about the management of the, the reserve itself. What's the current focus um, in, the, in the management plan? Yeah, so uh, SNH manages NOS. Uh, it's a national nature reserve. Uh, we employ two seasonal wardens um, and their job is twofold, well, threefold really. One is to operate the inflatable ferry that we'll be taking shortly across NOS Sound. Uh, two is uh, very much a people engagement element um, to speak to visitors and uh, interpret the, the wildlife. And uh, three really is to monitor um, the seabird populations. There's a long-term data set. Uh, seabirds on NOS have been monitored since, uh, well, since it was declared as an NNR in 1955 and, and before that, in fact. So we have a brilliant long-term data set which, which tells us a lot about the wider marine environment as well. So monitoring is very much part of their work. In terms of physical management, uh, there is a nature reserve agreement with the Gardaí Trust who owns the island and they um, graze with up to 350 Shetland sheep. So we walked down the short track to the Norse Ferry and we're just looking over at a, a house here on the side and there's a small tender that's been and come over um, and you mentioned you and earlier about the colour of the sea here. It's um, very, very rich in colour. Um, just try and put a wee bit more um, description on that for listeners. Yeah, so it's actually not its best today because it's quite hazy sunshine. It really stands out when, when there's a bit more contrast in the light. Um, but you can still see the sort of turquoisey sandy bottom contrasting with the rocky kelpie areas. And as I say, when it, in, in prime conditions, it can look uh, absolutely tropical because um, it's quite shallow as well. So it's really this beautiful turquoise channel that runs between the island of Bresse and uh, Nos.
And there's a fair bit of bird life even um, here as we look. Maybe just describe what you can see. Yeah, well, it's... Uh, don't know where the listeners will be able to hear them, but certainly the Arctic terns are back in force, which is great to hear. So they're um, plying the sound at the moment, looking for small fish. And in fact, this sound uh, can be a great place to start your journey to NOS because it, it's a great place to see wildlife. Otters are very regular here. Um, Arctic terns and black guillemots will be constant and shags will be feeding in the sound. And occasionally um, even killer whales have passed through this sound which is quite remarkable given that it's only a couple of meters deep and certainly for a male killer whale half of its body has to be sticking out to come across but it's quite a dramatic sight to see um, a pod of killer whales coming through and slightly unnerving as well when you're in a small inflatable boat. I'm sure that, that's the case. Now, rumour has it you've swam this channel, is that right? Uh, I might have done back in the day, but Graham Neville certainly has, as he's just been recounting to us in his, in his speedos. He wasn't in his speedos when he was recounting it, but he's, he was, was when he was swimming them. Well, well, thankfully we're taking the boat today and we won't have to uh, experience that sight, uh, Ewan. So we better go on. The boat's come in and uh, we'll take the short trip over. So we're on the other side of the sound now, and you might have heard um, the boat, and the captain of that boat was our own Jen. Now, introduce yourself, Jen. Uh, hi, I'm Jen. I'm otherwise known as one of the reserve wardens on NOS, as well as the captain of the ferry, <laughs> which I've not been called before. <laughs> it's my second season here on NOS, and it's an absolutely gorgeous day, and after the gorgeous summer we had last year, I'm starting to think that Shetland always has nice weather. Well, rumour has it that it does, but we better not tell everyone that. <laughs> um, so just tell us a little bit about what, what NOS means to you. Uh, it's just one of the most fantastic places I've ever worked and lived. The seabirds are just incredible. The, being surrounded by the sea and being able to see things from my front door from otter to arctic terns to red-throated divers, uh, orca having passed through the sound. I can't believe some of the things that I open my door to sometimes. It's just an incredible place and just really important for wildlife and seabirds. And, and you've got a really important role here in terms of um, education and um, families and people that are visiting the island. Um, just tell us a wee bit about wh what you, you do in that regard when they step foot um, onto the island? Yeah, it's a great opportunity to share what we do with people because um, as soon as they get out the boat, it, we've got an opportunity to talk to a small group of people all at once to share with them what we're doing, um, being able to tell them about our seabirds and to be able to tell them about what's happening with the seabirds in the UK. For example, our kittiwakes that have had a huge decline. People That's the first thing people ask about is kittiwakes because they're they're noticeable by their absence. So it's great to be able to share um, that story with people when they arrive here on NOS. Well, that's great, Jen, and it's great to meet you and to give your voice wider resonance across the organisation and uh, perhaps wider. So um, we're looking forward now to 
heading up to the highest point. Um, maybe just describe the view that we'll see when we get up there. Oh, it's in my opinion, but I'm probably biased, is it's one of the best views in the whole of the UK, not just Shetland. It's dramatic seabird cliffs. You've got almost 12,000 gannets. Um, I always say to people it's like being stood in a David Attenborough documentary because it, it really is. And on a, day, a sunny day like this, the sound, the smell, the sight of it, it's just overwhelming. And the way that the noop slowly reveals itself to you, you would, the, the thing about NOS that I love is that when you look at it from Bressa, it doesn't look like much. And as you get around that corner, you just do not expect to see these incredible seabird cliffs. So it's, yeah, one of the best views in the UK, I'd say. Well, uh, you've built that up to such a high <laughs> extent that um, I'm really uh, excited to be getting up there. So <clears throat> maybe when you see us, I'll confirm that you're, uh, you're absolutely right. This is Duncan's first season here in Noss, and um, well, I'll let him introduce himself. Hi, I'm Duncan. I've, um, I've just come to Noss. Um, this is my first year. I've been on the Farn Islands for the past two years, um, working with seabirds there. It's a very different place up here. Um, down there, we've got uh, 40,000 pairs of puffin. Um, all concentrated onto a few little rocks in the North Sea um, and overrun with people down there as well so it's a little bit different up here um, but spent two years there monitoring all the old seabirds and introducing people to the reserve and, um, and then monitoring the seals in the autumn as well um, it's a little bit different a little bit different work so yeah, the farm, it's, um, it's quite some place when it's going full tilt, isn't it? There's a lot of boats coming and going and um, a lot of visitors um, day in, day out. And so this is quite different um, to you. So just maybe explain what, um, what a day is like for you here. Um, so, uh, well, we, me and Jen take it in turns between running the boat. So either picking people up, running them across the sound and um, introducing them to the Introducing them to the place, helping them get the best out of the place, telling them where to go, what they're going to see, um, answering their questions. Inevitably, they've always got always got questions, and always got questions you don't know the answers to as well. <laughs> um, and then the other uh, the days we're not running the boat, um, so it's fifty fifty. We're off doing doing the monitoring work here, um, counting the birds, seeing how they're doing, um, productivity productivity studies in select plots. Um, give us a give us a give us a clear picture of just how our seabirds are doing. And what surprised you most about your um, your arrival here? Just one thing. Um, the weather so far. <laughs> yeah, it's quite exceptional the weather, isn't it? Duncan? <laughs> I'm beginning to think it's like this all the time, but uh, maybe not. And and what's your kind of um, hopes for the season ahead? Which what, what you kind of um, lining yourself up for? I'm I'm looking forward to getting to know the gannets. Um, I've not uh, worked with gannets before. Been on the farms, we don't have any. Um, but yeah, looking forward to getting to know them a bit, monitoring them, and, and um, seeing how they're doing. And they're quite remarkable around about here, and particularly when they come 
um, almost vertically down into the water. Um, okay, thank you very much, uh, Duncan. Um, this is your last opportunity to um, uh, sell NOS. So why should people come and see this spectacular place? The phenomenal experience at Upper the Cliffs. Just the noise, the smell, um, and the sight of those gannets breeding up there. It's just second to none. We've come along the path and, um, I don't know, maybe about a couple of miles, maybe a wee bit less than that. Um, and uh, we're looking out across and we can just see south here down to Sunbra Head in the mist. So that's a, a fair distance. Um, maybe just uh, describe this part of the island, uh, Ewan. Yeah, so we've just uh, walked uh, from Gunksty there, which is where the house is and where we landed in the not from the Noss Ferry. Um, and we've crossed the, the low bit of the island along the shore here, uh, along the southerly shore, um, to Setter, which is an old settlement. You can still see the stone ruins behind us. Um, folk would have lived out here once upon a time. And just ahead of us, we're just about to climb up to where the cliffs start proper, and that's where the, uh, the action will really start. Now, there's quite a bit of um, activity here in these cliffs in front of us. Just describe what we've got here, Ewan. Yeah, so the face of Cradlehome there is um, this uh, layered sandstone, which um, is also honeycombed in places through weathering, and it provides an ideal um, environment uh, on which to nest if you're a cliff-nesting seabird. And you can, as we came up, you said you thought you heard a sheep. It was actually a... Guillemots, because there's a small colony of guillemots below us making a sort of rolling uh, call. Um, and yeah, this is great habitat for cliff nesting birds like guillemots. You can also hear a fulmers chattering away as well. And are they nesting at this time of year? Are they getting ready to nest? Yeah, they're certainly getting ready to nest. We're now in the second week of May, so most of them will um, have eggs by now, I would think. Okay, well, well, we'll continue on up. We've got a few feet yet to climb. We can see it just above us here, and uh, I think we'll get a spectacular view from the top. So that's us. We've come up to the very furthest east point of Nos. It's been a lovely walk up, and we're looking at the Noop. So, Ewan, just... Tell us a little bit about what we're seeing here. So we've reached the, the famous Noop viewpoint where you, you come round the corner from Cradlehome and uh, the mighty Noop cliff looms into view with uh, all the gannets um, nesting uh, on its cliff edge. Um, there's about 12,000 pairs of gannets nesting on Nos, so it's a population that's increasing, so it really is um, a dramatic um, sight, sound and smell. Um, yeah, so the, the, the cliff we're looking at, as I say, the, the highest point is the Noop and it's about 181 metres, so it's quite a dramatic cliff and uh, there are lots of gannets um, wheeling around as, we, as I speak, um, these big white um, seabirds with the black wingtips. And just to tell us a little bit about their, um, their habits, do they, do they stay here all day? Do they hunt particularly at night for food, or how 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 do they live their lives? So the gannets at the moment, they 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 build nests, unlike some seabirds that lay their 
their eggs on bare rock, like the guillemot, for instance, that we saw earlier. The gannets do build quite a substantial nest. Um, and as you'll see, a lot of the nests actually contain marine plastics nowadays. And that can be a hazard because the chicks get tangled up. But um, they're, they're beginning to lay their eggs. Um, they will incubate. Uh, one of the pair will be incubating while the other's out feeding. And obviously, once the chicks hatch, they need to be um, catching more food to, 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 cat, to feed the chicks. They tend to, they'll plunge dive if you're familiar with seeing gannets as you walk around the coast. Uh, you'll, you'll know that they're, they're very impressive divers. They, they spot a fish from above and then they close their wings and they literally fall out of the sky and uh, hit the water at a great speed and they can get down to a few metres to pursue the fish. Um, and what they actually um, do quite a lot nowadays as well is, is follow trawlers and fishing boats and uh, they profit from the, the discards from, from these. So we maybe get another 200 metres or so up to the top of the noop and then um, back down, what will we see in the, on the way back? Yeah, so we'll, we'll go to the top of the noop. Uh, there's a trig point up there and we should get a fine view, uh, a 360 degree view. Um, looking, um, we can, it's a bit hazy today, but we can just pick Fair Isle out to the south. We should be able to see Skerries and beyond to the north and uh, much of Shetland mainland. So we'll, 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 go and we'll go up there, enjoy the view, and then we'll wander back down. Um, there are a couple of interesting um, sort of rocky inlets as we, as we head down the way, um, locally known as Gyo's, and they sometimes uh, harbour some interesting migrants sheltering um, on their way north. Um, Nos is quite a good stop-off point, so you never know what you're gonna see down there. And then we'll carry on along um, as the uh, land drops to the flatter sort of scree area known as North Crew, where a pair of Arctic skewers have um, set up territory. Unfortunately, the Arctic skewers have declined quite dramatically in Shetland uh, in recent decades, but there's still a pair hanging in here um, on Nos, so we, um, and they're, they're just setting up territory. So we will try and avoid being dive bombed by them as we uh, head back to the house. 